Morning, Your Honors. Now, Mr. Kenny, please proceed. Go ahead. Uh, my name is Bill Kenny. I represent the appellant, Heather Bratcher, in this case. Uh, Miss Bratcher was injured in a car accident while driving her parents' vehicle. She settled with the at-fault driver for policy limits of $100,000 and subsequently filed a claim with Farmers Insurance for underinsured motorist coverage. Uh, Miss Bratcher qualified as an insured person under the policy because she was driving her parents' vehicle with their consent but she did not qualify as a family member because she did not live with them at the time of the accident. Now, initially, when the claim was filed, the farmer's representative um, said that the UIM limits were $500,000. Then nearly 20, 21 months later, the representative asserted that the policy limits were only $25,000 based on a step-down provision lim limiting coverage for an insured person who is not a family member to the limits of the financial responsibility law. Um, the issue here is that UIM coverage is not mandated under the Missouri financial responsibility law. Isn't that relatively irrelevant to what the clause means? Tell me how it illuminates what the clause means. Well, if it references financial responsibility law, right? Well, there's only one, and there's only one section of it that really matters. I bet you know that. <laughs> well, there's three different, three different types of insurance that are covered by the financial responsibility law. Of course, your client had only bodily injury, right? Yes, she yeah, had bodily Yeah, so you injury. go to the bodily injury one because the other's property. Well, why not uninsured motorist coverage? No, excuse me. Follow, follow my logic. It's okay. referring to the limits, the number. You agree that they're the numbers 2550 and your case 25 in the statute? Tell me if I don't understand. Limits are numbers, right? Uh, yes, are we communicating? Are numbers. And there are only three numbers in the financial responsibility yes. act. Okay. Aren't, so, aren't those the relevant things to look at? Yes, I would agree. Okay, good. But the 2014 version had different coverage limits, right? It had well, 25,000. It's had 25,000 for bodily injury for one person since 1981. Do you know that? Yes. Yeah. Does, and, it, does it matter whether or not the chapter uh, specifically provides that uh, uh, the chapter does not apply to uh, excess or additional coverage and that uh, UIM coverage is, in fact, excess coverage under Missouri law. Um, I, I you follow what I'm I saying? Make Here's the story. If you, look yeah, at, if you look at it, I mean, basically there's a reference that references to a limit, and the only limits are the numbers that are found in the Act. But the Act does provide in 303.190.07 that it doesn't apply to excess coverage. And I'm sort of shocked that this argument was never really advanced because it strikes me that if one one has to go back and read the chapter and you look at the chapter and the chapter says it excludes excess coverage. But no one's ever made that, that, that argument. So is it waived? Did you waive that argument? So we you know, are we bound by just the reference to the to the uh, to the chapter itself as uh, regards limits? You know, I didn't see any arguments like that when I researched um, obviously, I read the, the, the statutes. Well, there are a fair um, number of court appeals cases on this, these statutes. Yeah, there and are. I think that you're correct that Judge Erickson's argument has not been raised. No, it's very interesting. Um, I believe the court can uh, make that analysis. And Well, what do you predict the Missouri Supreme Court would do? That's what we're supposed to be about. You notice most of these cases are court appeals cases. Yes, they There's are. allegedly one court of appeals in Missouri, you know, by the Constitution. But there's a little tension in the in the cases, so uh, tell me tell me your best case and and, and reason from it. So my best case is Maxim, um, 
versus American Family Insurance, I believe. Uh, hold on a second. Maxim versus American Family Insurance, 504 Southwest 3rd, 124. It's a 2016 Missouri Western District case. And it dealt with the exact same argument that Farmers makes in this case. Like, exactly the same argument. Um, and I'll read from that case. It says, Maxim emphasizes that the insurance policy states in plain language and broad and unconditional terms that the amount paid will not be below the MVFRL minimum limit because 25000 is the only minimum limit referenced in the MVFRL, Maxim argues that he is entitled to this amount under the plain language of the policy's UIM endorsement. Maxim once again attempts to create ambiguity where there is none. The bodily injury minimum limit required is 25000 for uninsured coverage and for liability coverage for vehicles specifically designated by the policy and other vehicles used but not owned by the insured. Um, and I'll skip forward a little bit. Although, although the policy clearly and unambiguously states that the amount paid will not be reduced below the MVFRL minimum limit, the minimum limits stated in the, in the MVFRL are not for UIM coverage, but for bodily injury, liability, and uninsured coverage. Thus, no amount must be paid. And so the court there said, regardless of this reference to the, the financial responsibility limit, it doesn't matter because that doesn't mandate coverage for uh, uninsured motors or underinsured motors coverage. Um, and that was about mandating un underinsured coverage, right? That's uh, un un underinsured motors. Coverage. Underinsured, yeah. We have to go slowly to say it. UIM yeah. coverage. Right. Um, but it was the same argument. Maxim argued that um, the only coverage limit is $25,000. Therefore, this says that in no event shall less than the minimum coverage limit be paid, I'm entitled to $25,000. And the court disagreed because it doesn't mandate coverage limits for UIM um, insurance. Uh, I'd also like to talk about the cases that, that um, farmers relies on. The two main cases are Windsor Insurance Company versus Lucas, 24 Southwest 3rd, 151. That's a 2000. Um, Eastern District case and Shelter Mutual Insurance Company versus American Family Insurance Company, 210 Southwest 3rd, 338. That's a 2006 Eastern District case. Um, and that's to support the argument that step-down clauses are routinely upheld in Missouri even when the policy defines the limit by the financial responsibility law. Um, these cases are, are distinguishable because they both deal with liability insurance, um, which is mandated by the financial responsibility law. And also the policies in each case specifically reference the type of insurance um, that that policy or that, that, that exclusion is referring to. So in Lucas, the policy says, regardless of the limits of liability shown on the declarations page, the bodily injury and property damage liability for each insured other than you and a relative will equal the limits of the financial responsibility um, law of the state in which the accident occurred. So clearly, that's referencing the bodily injury and personal property damage. Um, and then shelter versus American family, the policy says, the limits of liability will be the minimum limits of liability coverage specified by the financial responsibility law 
applicable to the accident, regardless of the limits stated in the, de in the declarations. Um, the policy in this case, and this is for each uh, bodily injury, property damage, and um, uninsured and underinsured motorist coverage, says we will provide insurance for an insured person other than you or a family member up to the limits of the financial responsibility law only. So, I mean, it makes sense that bodily injury, property damage, and uninsured motorist coverage, those are all mandated by the MVFRL, but it doesn't specify any particular type of insurance or coverage limit. And again, there were three different uh, limits of differing dollar amounts in the 2014. Well, don't, don't, you, don't you agree, though, that just one of them's relevant? Just I, the 25000 that everybody knows? You sign when you get a, you know, you have to sign in Missouri that you have insurance when you, um, that you, yeah, that you have insurance when you get a driver's license. And if you don't, you know, you can get suspended for a year. You know about that court system. Sure. So don't you think the 25 is pretty widely known? Uh, I may be widely known, but um, I don't think it's relevant here because it's well, not specified in the policy. How could it not be relevant? Because what we're talking about here is the, the language that the courts have used in Missouri, like since the beginning of time, is the meaning which would be attached sure. by an ordinary person of average understanding. And if it's widely known, wouldn't a person of uh, an ordinary person of average understanding understand it to be 25000 I mean, it seems to me that you can't say it's not relevant. I think that's kind of the heart right, of the discussion right. we're having. Because in the end, the answer is, if you read this policy with the ordinary and average, uh, with the ordinary person with average understanding living in Missouri, understand that reference to mean $25,000. And Judge Benton's hypothetical says that they would all know it. And so if you concede this point, you're really giving up your whole case. So my question is, do you want to backtrack on that, perhaps, and come up with some different or better argument? Well, I mean, let me ask you this question. Is the, the reference to the financial responsibility limit in the uninsured and underinsured clause, is that, does that reference the bodily injury 25000 or does that reference the 25000 for uninsured motorists? Works better if I ask the questions, but, but to, 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 to structure your answer for you, take both of them and tell us how it works. You're into your rebuttal, too, if you want to save it for rebuttal. Uh, yeah, if I could save it for rebuttal. You may. Thank you. Ms. Subkey. Good morning, may it please the court. My name is Ali Subkey and I represent Farmers Insurance Company, Inc. As you know, this case involves a UIM claim that the appellant made under an auto insurance policy that farmers issued to her parents as named insureds. Counsel, I think your colleague relies almost exclusively on Maxim. Would you help me understand why Maxim doesn't apply here? Why the reasoning and logic of the Maxim decision doesn't apply? So Maxim, First of all, the facts of Maxim are different. In that case, um, the insured person's UIM coverage was excluded under, I believe it was an owned auto exclusion. And so insurance company denied coverage. The insured in that case pointed to the financial responsibility law and said, it says, in no event shall my coverage be reduced below this amount, therefore, 
I am entitled to uninsured motorist coverage in this case. So the facts are different because here we don't have an exclusion. We have a step-down clause. And so that's, that's one reason why it does apply. But far, farmers... But says, isn't the language quite similar in the step-down clause as opposed to the exclusion, right? And so if the, to the extent the language is similar, the, the, the argument's analogous, right? Well, if you follow Maxim, Maxim held that the insured was not entitled to UIM coverage because the financial responsibility law does not require UIM coverage. So if you were to follow Maxim, it's farmer's argument that the appellant would actually not be entitled to UIM coverage at all because that is what the Maxim court held. Yeah, to a totally different question, right? What's the closest Missouri Supreme Court case? That's what we're supposed to be about here, applying yes. Missouri law. Yes, Your Honor. We don't have a Missouri Supreme Court case. Um, well, they have lots of insurance cases. Yes. Yeah. So Shelter Mutual Insurance Company versus American Family. Um, in that case, the court held that it's perfectly permissible for an insurance company to list the limits of a policy based on um, adopting the financial responsibility law. Um, it says, um, as the court and shelter mutual versus American family said, we find no public policy violation and providing a lower amount of coverage for permissive users. Now, is that the Missouri court of appeals case you're quoting to us? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was, I was hoping that was a Missouri Supreme court case, no, but go honor. ahead and proceed with your argument about the court of appeals. So uh, that I missed the transition. Go ahead. That court found, um, no ambiguity. Um, even though the policy defined the lower limits only by the financial responsibility law and um, did not list a dollar number in the policy. And that is because, well, as it, as it relates to this case, it's farmers' argument that not, not that the financial responsibility law applies directly to this case, but because it adopted the limits as set forth in the financial responsibility law in this policy, such that the limits mean $25,000 in this case. You know, given that this issue's actually been litigated a couple times, is there any reason why, underwriting-wise, uh, the policy just doesn't say that uh, the $25,000 current limitation in the financial responsibility applies uh, unless it's amended upward, in which case the greater number would apply, period. Goodbye, go away. Um, you know, because this thing keeps coming up, and it just seems to me that, that if you look at the language itself, it is not really all that clear to an average person. Now, you obviously say that, it, that an ordinary person of average understanding would understand it to say $25,000, right? Correct. So, and you're doing that because you are of the opinion that the ordinary person of average understanding would pick up the statute, find the chapter on financial responsibility, look at it, and then they'd know what they'd have, or be their agent would explain it to them. Well, Your Honor, it does say when the policy references the financial responsibility law twice in the UIM provision, um, The words, Missouri Motor Vehicle Financial Responsibility Law, are the first letter in each is capitalized. So mm -hmm. we believe that shows, if the reader needs any more guidance, we believe that shows this is significant, it's capitalized, it's specifically referring to a Missouri statute that 
lists limits of $25,000. Well, if you go and you're dealing with UIM coverage here, right? So, all right, say you're going to get, oh, I'm going to go to the uh, financial responsibility law, and you look for UIM coverage limits, and there are none. That is correct. And Farmers acknowledges that. And it's it has never been... It has never been farmers' argument that the financial responsibility law somehow mandates coverage in this case. And the policy, I think it's significant, the policy never says that we will provide UIM coverage as required by or as mandated by. Instead, the as policy adopts, yes, adopts that limit. And I would also point out that That clause appears under a section titled limits of liability, and it uses the word only. And we believe that is clearly a limiting term, meaning you're not, when you're a permissive driver, you are not entitled to the full limits, only up to the limits of the financial responsibility law. I mean, I th it seems to me, at least, um, that, that all that makes sense to me, that, it, that you can refer to the financial liability law. And so then you go refer to it. But I think my question is, why is it ambiguous when you're dealing with UIM coverage? You're looking for limits in the context of UIM coverage. You go to the financial liability law, and there are limits that apply to liability coverage only, not to UIM. At least that's the argument. On the face, it refers to liability. Why isn't that created an ambiguity? And your counsel or your colleague would suggest that, well, and you've got 25 and 50, you've got multiple numbers here, which one applies? Because you're really dealing with different sorts of coverage here when you're dealing with UIM coverage and liability coverage. That is true, but $25,000 is the only limit applicable to bodily injuries that's in that statute. And so that's where farmers adopted that number. Well, counsel, that, that, go, go ahead, finish your sentence took it from the statute and put it in its policy so that the limits of financial responsibility law means $25,000. Counsel, if there were two people injured here, would you, the insurance company, say it was $50,000? You know the next clause says $50,000 for bodily injury to two for or two, more people. That is correct. That's in the, since 1981? Yeah, I'm sure since 81. Uh, uh, that's been the uh, limit. So if two were injured, would you agree it was 50? I would agree that each would arguably be entitled to 25000 just like... Well, that's um, if there are two. It says two or more. Yes. Suppose there were three, it'd be 50. Well, I think it's fair that just like how the policy provides a limit for one individual person injured versus per accident, um, I think it would be fair that if there were two, the limit would not be It would be the 50,000, the second number in the statute. Correct. And, you'd or, be, and you can be underinsured on property with all these big rigs on the phone, on the, on the road, on the phone, uh, with all the big things that are on the road. So would you agree that it, it is at the time we're worried about $10,000 on property. And that is per accident, right? Your Honor, honestly, the property limit, I don't believe is even relevant here because an insured, someone seeking UIM coverage is seeking coverage for their own bodily injuries. So I don't know why they would even No, you can have it for your own property too, counsel. 
Yes. Yeah, you can buy it. I'm pretty sure they. You sell it. You're the company. Sorry, what is your question? Yeah, the question is: Would you, the company, say it was ten thousand if there was uh, the, the great big rig damaged at fifty thousand, and you had underinsured to half a million dollars? I'll make up a hypothetical for property. Yes, you can have underinsured on property. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure that this. I don't. It doesn't relate this. to this case. This is a hypothetical. Okay. You're going down the road and you run into one of these great big, great big rigs of some kind. So then if that is the limit stated for property damage, then I would agree with you. So it's not one number, it's three numbers in the end. Yes, but only one that applies to, to bodily injuries as we have here in this case. I would also like to point out that farmers never promise the appellant any type or any amount of insurance or any amount of UIM coverage. Your agent did. The five. I thought your agent did. Represented. The agent referred to $500,000, which is the number that right. comes from the policy declaration page. And under Missouri law, declarations are introductory only. They're subject to refinement elsewhere in the policy, and they do not grant any coverage. So the fact that the policy um, declaration says 500000 it should be clear to anyone reading the policy that it is subject to certain types of limits, and um, the step-down provision at issue here is one example of that. Well, you were pursuing the thought that you hadn't represented the 500000 once upon a time to this very person. Right? I don't believe I don't believe the adjuster ever said that it would pay her five hundred thousand or that she was entitled to five hundred thousand. And I, I I don't believe farmers ever waived its right to enforce the policy as it is written. And I don't. Do you know what was really said? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Either way, do you know what was really said? I do not know. Okay, thank you. What was really said? Proceed. Is your opposing counsel arguing waiver here? I don't believe so. So that's, uh, is that issue relevant to vexatious refusal if, if we disagree with you on interpreting the policy? Yeah, I'll let you go on. I think that's a side issue here, so um, please continue. Okay. It does sound like it would be relevant, huh? <laughs> what about... Uh, I'll ask you the same unfair question I asked opposing counsel. And what about the uh, Missouri statute 303.190.7, uh, which does say that that uh, the chapter doesn't apply to excess or additional coverage, and the Missouri Supreme Court has described this coverage as excess coverage. You know, because if UIM coverage is excess coverage, and we go to look at the, and you know, you didn't cite to a specific statute, you just cited to the chapter. The chapter itself says does not apply to excess coverage. So it seems to me that an average person with uh, could look at that and say, doesn't apply to me. Well, I will say I, I don't think the policy directs the insured. Well, or you can't anyone. possibly have it both ways. If you if you read the capital letters, I'm supposed to go to the chapter. But if I go to the chapter and I look at the chapter and it says excess coverage is not covered, that seems to be kind of like circular. 
But it does, it does specifically refer to the limits of the financial responsibility law. Right, and there's nothing in the chapter that says the words underinsured motorist coverage because it's not part of the financial responsibility law. But there is something that says excess coverage isn't covered by the chapter. Well, again, Your Honor, I think the only way to respond to that is... The only way to respond is that I've changed all the rules, and that's not the appeal that's in front of us. I get it. Adopt the answer. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go back to uh, Erickson's comment earlier. It baffles me why the underwriters haven't fixed this problem, potential problem. Um, and I'll just leave that as a comment from the bench that you don't need to answer. You're not obligated to answer that. But um, I think Judge Erickson and Judge Benton have pointed out some what might be arguable ambiguity in here that, that seems to me. I know you have several states and things like that, but it makes interpreting this particular policy much more difficult than I think it should be. So, I think the only reason why they do that is because although Farmers does not have to provide UIM coverage for... A permissive user like this, um, they want to set some benchmark, and that's just the best benchmark that they and use. And I think the question is how explicit they are. The district court found it was something along the lines of fairly clear that this was the benchmark, and that, that I think, is the issue that I'm struggling with. How clear is it? Is it fairly clear, or is it not all that clear? Well, I think it's, it's unambiguous when looking at the policy as a whole that you look to the limits set forth in the financial responsibility law and put that into the policy where it makes that reference. Looks like I'm out of time. I have nothing further unless you have any questions. Thank you, counsel. Mr. Kenny, rebuttal. Thank you, Your Honor. So I do have a Supreme Court case um, Crombeck v. Mayflower Insurance Company Limited, 827 Southwest 2nd, 208. Uh, First of all, was it in your brief? Do you know? Yes, it was. Good. Proceed. And uh, the essential holding in that case, um, or at least what I quoted, was there are no statutory requirements in Missouri for un- underinsured motorist coverage. Therefore, the existence of underinsured motorist coverage are ordinarily determined by contract. Um, and so... Judge Erickson, I guess that could potentially tie in with your um, with your argument regarding section 303.190.7. Um, I would like to just would you briefly agree that the the policy the language well that the policy at least in in part communicates an intent or intent to limit UAIM policy to. Um, people who are not a you or family member under the policy. Argu- At least takes a half step there. Arguably it does, but it also lumps in UM with UIM. So, you know, th- there's another ambiguity there as to whether that's for both of them or just for one of them because there is no UIM mandate in Missouri. So are you arguing only that it's ambiguous or are, are you arguing it's not ambiguous and it does not? I'm apply? arguing... Both. So, first, I don't. My argument is based on maxim that because there is no requirement for UIM coverage, this reference to financial responsibility law to a non-existent limit, you know, doesn't limit anything. 
Um, and with regards to uh, ambiguity, uh, the declarations promised $500,000. Um, Kenneth Kyle said there were $500,000 available um, until more than four years after the accident. And if Farmers itself is confused about this for four years, you know, and then comes back and says, oh, well, we made a mistake. You know, this limits you, reduces you by $475,000. I don't think it's fair to say an ordinary person of average intelligence should be expected to realize that a reference to a minimum limit not applicable to UIM insurance could reduce the coverage under the policy. Um, if there, are there any questions? I've got some time still. I don't really have any more arguments. All right. Well, I would respectfully request that this court reverse the district court's summary judgment order and remand this case for further proceedings. And uh, on behalf of my client, I thank you for your time. Uh, this court appreciates the argument of counsel. Case number 23-1497 is submitted for decision by the court. Ms. Groupie.